2: Get started today at plushcare.com slash loss. That's plushcare.com slash
1: weightloss. plushcare.com slash loss.
0: The following is a presentation of the Force Center podcast feed.
3: From the center of the galaxy, this is a Force Center podcast feed, and we are here to review a book. That's right, Queen's Shadow by E.K. Johnstone. This is a four-center Reviews. We haven't done this in a while. I'm Ken Napsuck. That's Joseph Scrimshaw. Let's dive in here, but I love doing the book reviews. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: been a while uh, since we've we've had a chance to do a book review, and this one is juicy. Yes, it is. A lot going on. It
3: is. It is, it is. E.K. Johnson, who wrote the Ahsoka novel for the Lucasfilm Press, which is different than the Delray ones. Yeah. Uh, But it's all same, same canon, but it's, I I always find it interesting when the Del Rey releases the books and they have the canon timeline, they don't include these books. I
1: know, which I understand, understand. it's it's a marketing tool for Del Rey, it's not, you know, meant to be uh, uh, all of the canon. Yeah. But these are very clearly all connected, and honestly, just like a lot of the kind of juicier canon tidbits often come from these books. I would agree
3: with that there, and this is... The end of her reign is just the beginning. This is the story of... Padme, or actually Queen Amidala, becoming Senator Padme—a uh, transition that you know we saw happen. You know, it, it's happened by the time we
1: see her. Yeah, we get some exposition yeah. from Anakin uh, about like I heard the, your people wanted you to even stay on, and that your the Senate, the Queen asked you to represent. You know, like so we get a, those a little, bit. little bits of information that suggest. That Padme has a sense of duty and honor,
3: absolutely. And this book also goes into. We're going to talk about overall uh, feelings, likes dislikes, but it goes into the handmaid Sabe, uh, Kira Knightley's character. A lot of that. The Queen Shadow also has to do with that as yeah. well. Great cover, love the cover. We saw it come out uh, a while ago. It's uh, Padme. We got half the Phantom Menace, uh, and then half the Attack of the Clones kind of face. Yeah, that's uh, in the
1: room for that reveal because it was at San yeah. Diego Comic Con. That's so great. Yeah. Oh, at yeah. The panel right. Where they revealed the the book. It does and we are waiting for a Padme novel
3: for quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, So now it's our time to dive in. Joseph, uh, what do we got with this book?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think my overall reaction is that I really enjoyed it. I was pleasantly surprised by it because I was really looking forward to it and wondering what it would be, and I kind of liked that it was something really, really different. Mm -hmm. Uh, I liked that there was a sense of danger kind of at the edges of it, but about halfway through the book, I I expected, you know, early on there's the... uh, what appears to be an attempt on Padme's life, but mm-hmm. it's it's not like super actiony. She's not yeah. running away from an explosion. It's just like, oh, if I had stayed there, that, that would have been bad. Yeah. Uh, so I was kind of waiting for the like the action to mm-hmm. kick in, and then I was kind of happy that I didn't, that it was much more about uh, this sort of emotional transition of who these people want to be, right? of who, who Padme wants to be, who the Handmaidens want to be, what Naboo wants to be, all, all that kind of stuff
3: we are it's so funny because we didn't really talk about this much we i think on one of the episodes of Four center probably last week's you mentioned something similar you're, you're feeling yeah and I, I we didn't dive into it but i think we're in the same spot where um the, yes there's this and it, for obviously ob- full spoiler discussion yeah. if, you, if, if you're three minutes in you probably read this book <laughs> but yeah, i don't know maybe some people don't mind spoilers and they want to get a sense of the book but let's dive in um yeah there's this assass- assassination attempt early but it is not ones that we're used to in star wars particularly with padme uh it almost seems like a clerical air but it's clearly it's an (laughs) attempt um and there's something towards the end that's like a little bit of a space fight there's something kind of little right with yeah there is yeah
1: there yeah there's a good space conflict yeah
3: but we had the same thing where i was well into the book where i was like wait a minute is like nothing nothing's gonna happen in that way she's not gonna get into a blaster fight From pirates that are chasing her in her office or kicking tables, you know, which we've seen forces of destiny had her in some action. We've seen her in Clone Wars and Phantom Menace. She gets into the fight and I was like, oh, yeah, I like that.
1: And it's not like this is a a book uh, uh, that rejects that stuff. They spend a lot of time talking about. The threats of violence, the effects mm-hmm. of violence. A lot of time talking about how incredibly well trained the handmaidens are at violence. Right, and I think when I am going to paraphrase, because I didn't write it down, but one of my favorite lines in this book is Padme kind of talking about violence of, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know how to deal with this. I know how to do deal with evil. I faced evil. I yeah. shot it. Yeah, but I don't know how to deal with this more murky situation. <laughs> so, like, it's not like. Oh, this is a a book where they just have political intrigue, just have existential questions about who they are. Violence is always a presence as an idea. Definitely an idea. And... I, I, so, I, so
3: I said this uh, on Star Wars Ranked, and I, I said it somewhere else, and I, I, this is I, I even joked I was going to say it officially here. <laughs> In reading this book, I think we hear Star Wars, how it influences a lot of people, creatives, directors, writers, artists. I've heard and you've heard and we've read scientists. I, I work for NASA or JPL because I am a Star Wars fan. Yeah. This is going to be the ones I think one day people will look at it and be like, oh, I, be, I got into politics because of this book. Yeah It is It is There's a lot of In a good way The mundane side of politics Also the struggle How you play the game And a new senator Coming in With no respect Having to prove herself Going down wrong hallway Like And and the press
1: Tearing her down Yeah
3: It is Purely politics In in, in the best of ways
1: Yeah It's purely politics And uh, you know Having this great Celebration of Naboo culture And Padme And The handmaidens and in particular, having such a celebration of the, what they wear. Right. Like, and in, in, in it's one of those details that, uh, you know, I think Star Wars fans have always been like, ah, Padme's, you know, exotic gowns are super cool. Yeah. But I love how all the detail that went into not only like, how do they feel? Yeah. You know, it, times where like Padme, it's like, I need to be able to turn my head. So a different headdress and that they contain... Yeah, weapons and communications that they're. Uh, I I think that I'm going on this tangent because mm. I think it speaks so to the reality of politics. Yeah, that what you wear matters.
3: Mm-hmm. It
1: says something about you. It says something about your culture. Mm-hmm. You know that I might want to wear X. Yeah, to express this, but I know that it's going to mean mm. something else to to you know my enemies. Frankly, right. you yeah. know, and I loved just going into those details and going to something that's kind of hints at that by just being in the movies and making it really real and really matter to these characters. This,
3: uh, you just touched on, so, so we, we keep touching on things so <laughs> Maybe think. Um, uh, I guess we can do, I don't, you want to transition to things we like? Yeah, I don't, know. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I think I,
1: I just kind of did. You yeah.
3: kind of did because what it may be, what I love when when some of the new Star Wars novels, more than anything, over the even the comics, when some of the novels take a look at something that we've seen our entire Star Wars fandom, or for a long long time, a couple decades now, E. K. Johnston clearly a fan of Phantom Menace, watched Padme, you know you know wanted to tell this story, yeah, wanted to know more about the handmaidens, yeah, know more about, and you take a little thing that sometimes. I always say, hey, maybe a mistake by George, and not a mistake by George, but like uh, something he didn't infuse a lot into. It's just like here, and and I, he created the, the 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 handmaidens and this and that and but by the time he get to attack the clones, it is a weird. Tra- when you stop and think about it, it is a weird transition. She's she's not in queen makeup. Okay, she's not a queen. She still has handmaidens though, right? Yeah. Dorme Corday. She's still getting assassination attempts on her. <laughs> That's not happening to a lot of other just run-of-the-mill senators we yeah. get, but she's Padme. So there's, this story crawls into those and starts to explain things so well and makes you go, ah, that is perfect sense.
1: Yeah. It
3: yeah. really is a great transition from Phantom Menace to Attack the Clones.
1: Absolutely. And, and to look at that one line of, we are brave, your highness, mm-hmm. which has weight in yeah. Phantom Menace, and I think it is meant to be a communication between the two. Right. But to make it sort of the, uh, almost like the thematic thrust of the book yes. of like, Little subtle things that other people don't notice or will disregard because of who you are can be just rife with meaning. Yeah. You know, in that weight of uh, we are brave, your highness, throughout the book is is really, really cool. Right. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary. Not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices Right. Um, I think one of the big things that I really liked Is Really diving into that separation between Padme and Amidala Very much so Because uh, that's always been a thing People criticized from the get go when Phantom Menace came mm-hmm. out That Natalie Portman's acting was flat mm-hmm. And even back in the day I kind of felt like Mm. I feel like it's a distinction that that is a way uh, that she speaks as a royal, as a monarch, mm-hmm. uh, even though it's an elected ruler. Right. Um, with the name queen, that's fine with me, doesn't bother me. Right. Uh, yeah. Versus how she acts when she is pretending to be someone else. Right. Uh, and then to kind of come out, find out, like, well, that's the tradition of Naboo mm-hmm. that I am Padme Nabiri, that's my family name, mm-hmm. but I take a name as right. a public figure. And here's what is expected of me, and so like, a society that makes what we all do normally true anyway. Yeah, we're like, yeah, we're we have ourselves, and we we try to be ourselves, but like, yeah. I mean, Ami Dala is almost like her Instagram brand, yeah, in a way of like, <laughs> this is this other yes. structured version of me that yeah. I present. And that is yes. That has walls up because it's official, and have a whole culture that agrees on that. It is absolutely what we do. Yeah,
3: it's absolutely. If you're a friend of mine a long time enough, and you you see me around my parents, I've had some. You talk a, you talk to your parents a little different. I am like kind of quiet and muted and a little shy. Yeah. Still, still a little kid. <laughs> like it's weird. And then um, obviously, you and I have stage personas in a way yeah. or broadcast personas. You know. Uh, it's something we all do, and and to have it really, it's a purpose behind it for a lot for politics, the culture. It is weird and exotic. I like it. Yeah, I like that. Mon Mothma doesn't has her on screen persona, so to speak. But you know, Mothma doesn't have a weird outfit and everything. It's it's Naboo that has it, and it and it, it just makes the Naboo uh, people in the world even that much more vibrant to me. Going back to Phantom Menace,
1: yeah, because Lucas always talked about wanting to kind of do this thing of building up. Uh, uh Really diving into cultures and learning a lot about them, and right. I just love that this book took a, everything that he kind of hinted at mm-hmm. in Phantom Menace and just goes all the way with it. And it sets up that I think the the arc of the book is really Padme deciding, like, well, I'm not Amidala anymore, right? Who do I want Padme to be? How much of mm-hmm. you know Amidala am am I willing to shed? And mm-hmm. you know, is mm-hmm. it comfortable for me to be more myself? Like, in yeah. like figuring out, like, oh, well, I. Okay, I get this. I have to be a little bit more of myself. I have to wear gowns that suggest openness. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, but I have to have this this bit of Naboo that suggests this strength and yeah. connection. I love we all that.
3: Brave. We are brave.
1: Yeah. I love the detail. Also, it's very late in the book, but for kind of who Padme is that mm-hmm. really clicked in for me was... That her father used to do relief work, and when she was seven, she saw an entire civilization die. Yeah, that was such a great like. Oh, that really locks in mm-hmm. who she is. Yes, where it comes from, and I
3: love this idea. It ties a little bit to Leia, some, especially Princess of Alderaan, yeah. the great book by Claudia Gray, of Leia running off to help, you know, relief and supplies, and and that this idea. The Leia down the line has to sometimes choose, you know, she didn't become a Jedi. She stuck with politics because that's how she could help the galaxy yeah. more. And there's Padme, you know, she's interested. you know, She hasn't forgotten Tatooine. She hasn't forgotten Shmi. No. She hasn't forgotten. And, and, but yet at some point, you know, she doesn't leave that stuff behind, but it's like this other path is calling her. At least from my perspective of yeah. just like, all right, I guess this is, but I can't. It's in my blood, so we're yeah. still going to find a way. I and have to all do my this. politics are going to be based in this. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. In that, just that great detail of following up on the events of Phantom Menace. That oh, oh, people don't trust me because I deposed Valorum, Valorum, and they're frightened of me. Great detail.
3: Yeah, That comes up often that that this queen shows up. She goes not just takes out Valorum, but and the goes around the Senate, so to speak. Yeah. And just shows up and gives a speech and causes all those problems. I loved that, that yeah. detail. That all
1: the senators were like, "You bucked the system." <laughs> yeah, you, and then and then somehow your dude ended up yeah. chancellor. Wait a hey, minute. yeah. Um, so that, yeah, the 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 big picture of the difference between Amidala, Amidala Padme, mm-hmm. digging down into who the character is and who wants to be was great. Um, I think that this is something that you're going to be into, too. Okay. I hope so. <laughs> it's a weird setup. Yep. But the horror of the Trade Federation occupation. Um, other other canon yeah. has, has uh, uh, kind of suggested it, but this dived in. I tried to make a, a mm. l- brief list. Mm-hmm. Sache, uh, who I believe is Sophie Coppola. Yes. Sache's torture and scars. Typho lost his eye. Mm-hmm. Qui-Gon is venerated as a hero, right down to good old Rick Oli, who now has an inner ear injury. <laughs> From the Battle of Naboo. I have an inner ear injury. <laughs> I got it in the Battle of Naboo. I think most people reading it thought of Rick Oley just going around and telling people, my whole ear is messed up. Hey, the Rick, whole ear. Do you want a cheeseburger for lunch? I can't hear you because I suffer. <laughs> we know. I need to sit down while eating it because the ear is where the vestibular system is, and I have a problem with that now. <laughs> <laughs> just going on. But I, d- did you like that bigger Love picture it. of like, no, no, no. We were in, when they say camps in Phantom Menace, they mean... Camps, love it, love it, sir. You've just maybe probably made
3: the better point. I was just trying to make. <laughs> um, there's we get here's. There was an article that came out, and I was supposed to cover it on another show that it was on, and and the, and the headline was like, "Not a ton of canon." answers in Padme and in then in Queen Shadow, are we okay with this type of situation? And I'm like, whoa, 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 There's number one a ton. But I think, again, we fall into this checklist trap. Yeah. So a lot of people focused on, A, it's revealed that Qui-Gon might have known, you know, hey, he knew Amidala was Padme and Padme was Am- Amidala and he just yeah. kind of let it go. Great. That's a little canon detail. But beyond that, this is what I'm talking about. What would the love when these new books take something we just have accepted? And it then overlooked. I talked about it with Ace Cabrera this past week, uh, Star Wars Ranked episode. We talked about Padme. I will not watch my people suffer and die. Yeah. She says it. Why didn't we think it? George couldn't necessarily show it in a movie that had Jar Jar was for eight-year-olds. Also, here's them torturing Tashay. But when I read that, I was moved by it, and it adds so much to what Padme's doing in the Phantom Menace. This even makes that movie better. Yeah, and I and love that.
1: Like the Trade Federation is that awful, and they still have powerful representation in the Senate. Like the Republic yeah. still hasn't dealt with how clearly unjust
0: four trials. This was.
1: <laughs> yeah, four trials. And I love yeah. that the fourth trial is kind of <laughs> going on in the background. Yeah, right? yeah, absolutely. Um, I think one yes. other big thing mm. uh, is. Uh, of course, and this is probably in the canon list, the attempted rescue of Shmi. Yeah. And in, in the general focus on, I, I've seen the horror of slavery, I can't ignore it.
3: And this goes, uh, you're talking even specifically the, the, the plot line with Sabe. Yeah. Uh, and ta- Sergeant Tonra. Yeah. Who now we is Richard Armitage's cameo appearance <laughs> before he was a named actor and starred in the Hobbit films um, in as a, as a pilot.
1: Are you talk about where they head to Naboo or head to... Tampa? Yeah, well, and, and just, like, and before just, Padme is going to get to... is asked to be a senator, Yeah, like, that's on her mind of what she wants yes. to do. Like, okay, I get Stay. to relax a little bit. I, I'm not the queen anymore. I get to be Padme. What does Padme want to do? Like, well, yeah. I can't abide that slavery. And this... Yeah. As exemplified by this kind boy and this kind woman. Yeah. And this woman who's left there alone, you know, yeah. feels like, for the first time in canon, some you know it'll make me watch enjoy watching phantom minutes even more to feel like someone in the galaxy cared right you know and we might get that more with the you know uh, i wouldn't be surprised if claudia gray and master and apprentice goes into qui-gon's head and he's wondering and thinking about it but right. for now this is great
3: yes absolutely i love that i love uh i love that little um You know, uh, again, talking about, again, I don't say George Lucas mistakes, but just like, hey, he didn't address an attack the clones. It's kind of, oh, he didn't. But it's being, we can look back and it works. It makes sense. It makes everything better. Yeah. Padme didn't forget. She wouldn't have forgot. It's part of her DNA is is who she is, going what you said with her father. Um, There was one moment, I think she, doesn't she, she sees, gets the Jedi temples there. Yeah. And I'm reading it going, go, go ask about the kid. Yeah. Ask about the kid. She's wearing the Japur snippet kid. at one yeah, point. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, and he's clearly on her mind a little yeah. bit because he's trying to rescue uh, uh, his mother and yeah. thinking about that separation. And that's a great canon detail because I believe it's when Sabe and Tanra are looking specifically. They want to do something about slavery, but they're specifically looking for Shmi, and they just like we just know she's not in Mos anymore. Right. Right. And, the, and you're like, oh, that's great. <laughs> uh, and that gives us a little bit of yeah. canon timeline. If that is when she was. Uh, you know, yeah. sold old Cleeg What is uh, Klieg her. Would this
3: this book is within? I think it says four years four after years. Phantom Menace.
1: Yes, because she
3: she was the queen for just a few months at the beginning. Of Phantom Menace, four yeah. year term, right? If I'm remembering, so yeah, that's right. Because this is she's on her way out. The elections yeah. are happening. A queen, an older queen, gets elected yeah. back in, which yeah, is she's a not sure queen. about. That's yeah. yeah, yeah. a great
1: detail. Like yeah, an older queen of like 26 or <laughs> yeah, something like actually, that.
3: I was like, how old is she? She's 20. Yeah, no, yeah. no. I, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, it's mid
1: to late 20s, I believe. Great, yeah. great stuff. Yeah, and yeah, and just I think that uh, that the guilt. Over uh, over Padme not being able to help Shmi Mm -hmm. without pointing at it, uh, it, it's a great building block for why she's so she's so empathetic towards Anakin, and why like in Attack the Clones when when he does you know say the scary thing of like well I slaughtered them like animals, Shmi's been or Padme's been sitting on her own feelings about Shmi yeah like I tried to rescue her, and now I learned that okay she did have this nice life but she got slaughtered. Um, it, it makes it you understand that bond between Padme and Anakin a little bit more.
3: Yeah, it might provide a little bit of an answer. It's not explicitly stated, but of of in that moment, why Anakin's freaking out and saying what you just said—that she's just in the back of her head, kind of like, "Oh, maybe I should have tried harder." Yeah, it led to her death. You know, not my fault. She's freed. What this yeah. didn't happen as a slave, but uh, maybe maybe something could have changed. Uh, maybe some guilt on her. On yeah. that part, too as well.
1: Yeah i like that Anakin was not a huge presence and they didn't linger on, you know, mm-hmm. there wasn't E.K. E- e- e. Johnson's a better writer than this about like, mm-hmm. I wonder what he's, what yeah. he's like as he's growing up. There's no, none of that kind of daydreaming about Anakin, but I like that there's this. Mm-hmm. I also really like the passage about how much Padme likes to doing the decoy maneuver. Like oh, almost yeah. as a guilty pleasure of like, I'm a good person who does the right thing always. And it's yeah. kind of fun to sneak around. And all I could think about is like, beautiful.
3: Yeah. There we go.
1: Yeah. Part of Padme likes likes it this sneaking it's, around. It's, it's
3: Padme in a tree spy and like yeah. Jay Leno in an NBC closet <laughs> listening to Warren Littlefield shoots Letterman. Uh, there's a cut for you. I yeah. love that. Yeah, and it's and it's kinda Fun and it's explained because you know they obviously there's the quick change thing and actually with the fact that we go into the details.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. And the handmaids
3: going into the details of what the handmaidens are, what they do. We have one with makeup, one with hair. They're all trained killers, by the way. Yeah. Um. And Panaka's the teacher, Quarch Panaka, and underestimating is in, them yeah. as
1: part of the that's whole yes, gambit. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah.
3: I love that, and I think some of that does come from from George. The idea that the handmaidens are are her bodyguards as well was there.
1: Was yeah, there. I mean, she's got that great line of like, yeah. "You Jedi assume too much," right? Like that. Right. They're they're the hints of that. Uh, yes yeah. so that's that's definitely built on. But to, so, to go into so nitty,
3: he, wait, what was it? Is it Dorme? Uh, was that Rose Byrne's uh, character? Yeah. The uh, may just kind of like I'm, I'm working on some I'm paraphrasing, but like I'm working on a new hairdo i have I'm almost got the makeup that <laughs> I was like this, this, I love those little details
1: yeah yeah it's it's all real and it all matters yeah and it's it's skill and precision and yeah there's so much about mm-hmm. it that mm-hmm. that's awesome and, and you get to feel it you get to yep. feel like oh yeah that uh, that would be hard it would to be not hard. move your head yeah but it is this different kind of power where you become this object of attention like that, that is the way they they use the queen decoy at that yeah. Mon Mothma party. So Padme can go climb a tree and eavesdrop. <laughs> it, yeah. It's unrelated, but like,
3: you know, a little bit themed. Like when I was in pro wrestling and I put on a cowboy hat for my character, my, f- <laughs> my friend Dan Farren would tell me, he's like, when you put on that hat, someone else takes over. I love that,
1: that, that this is all oh, these little yeah. little
3: little ways to do it. Yeah, yeah.
1: Absolutely, yeah. You, you anybody's, become Amadala. Yeah, anybody who's ever done theater and knows yeah. like, yeah, a good costume can really make Ooh. you feel like I am. Yeah. I am a different part of myself. I am Ahab, I yes, <laughs> yes. Yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, the, an, another thing I liked, if you don't mind me continuing to plow, Keep going, keep going. I've got,
3: I've got a couple too. Yeah, but...
1: uh, you might be bringing this up, but man, everything with, uh, with uh, Quarsh Panaka. It's high on my list. High on your list. High on my list. Uh, well, go, God, I don't want to cut um, you off. I, I think f- the backstory that Nabu debated how much military to have, how much defense is to have, they right. settled on, on an ion pulse, which is really great in, in Star yeah. Wars lore of being like, well, that's defensive. We're just going to try to shut you down. We're not going to try to yeah. blow you up. Mm-hmm. And the idea that that's who Pinaki is, is like, no, the world should be <laughs> covered with cannons because this stuff's not happening again. Yes. And and the perfect picture of Padme's character is like, many people on Naboo don't want us to do anything. My father's mm-hmm. kind of mad at me about an right. ion cannon. Oh, yeah. But I feel compromise is necessary. We it, have to have something. Loved it. I loved it because it's
3: realistic. It, we talk a lot about Star Wars about hey, when is the time to fight? Right? When did Je- Jedi's yeah. are leading armies, they're defenders, but they're you know, there's at some point there might be a time, right? And in a lot of situations, and you got a, a pacifist people within Naboo, but who I always say, you know, let's not forget they've done some ba- bad things. They, they they don't get along with the Gungans. The Gungans don't get along with them, and the, and the planet is segregated when we find it.
1: And and it's yeah. implied in like a couple sentences that. The, that maybe the naboo people came to this planet when the gungans were everywhere yeah. and were like hey we treated right. you poorly and now you live under the sea
3: we said no like in the naboo they think uh, they're better than us yeah. yeah um there's a lot there and then there's so this there's this whole reality to like K- K- panaka had a team of volunteers by the way yeah and pacifism, that's great. We believe in it. But look what happened. i not saying we suddenly become a warmongering culture, but we not need to be... Prepared. This works because what happens to Panaka? He becomes an imperial governor. Mm-hmm. He doesn't... He has Buddy Palpatine. I'm sure they, uh, you know, good old Sheev, thats had some conversations. But he joins and becomes, you know, a governor. He's not... I wouldn't say he's necessarily in the imperial military. The governor positions are a little different. But it it was this groundwork for this character, uh,
1: yeah. Because
3: he's upset. He's it's it's simmering. Yeah. His wife takes over his job. That may be part of it. But he,
1: I get the sense he could have continued. But he's kind of like, nah. I I don't like what's going too, on. Too too angry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then you know who who knows what all is going on with him. But then you know the end of the book, which uh, I'm mm-hmm. sure we, we uh, can and should talk yeah. about. Um, but that from somebody like Panaka's point of view, like Pad now now Padme's. Dead under utterly mysterious circumstances, and I'm supposed to trust this? That that would set off somebody who has like been raising the -hmm. alarm for over a decade of like their problems. Their problems, and little does he know. To him, Palpatine's their strong ruler from his home planet. Right? Uh, He doesn't know that Palpatine's the one you know who is in a roundabout way, or in some theories, directly responsible. (laughs) responsible. So it makes sense for him to go like, "Yep, see, I've been telling you for over a decade, and this is even more proof of it." Yep. You know, our beloved queen our beloved senator dies yeah. for no reason which yeah it's time to bring the the hammer down
3: this is but it, it was a beautiful uh, real big congrats dk johnston on the epilogue because it, it it goes to her death and i was i was i was moved by it and yeah. i think beyond just the idea of pad made you know a lot of people maybe aren't happy with the way she died or, or, or the explanation for it, but just the actual, her actual funeral procession. It's very tiny. It's very quick. And I, in the movie, I don't think we need much more than we got, but I love going back to that. Sad, bittersweet.
1: Great. Yeah. Ending. Great. Yeah. Ending. I think it's really well done And in a way. I think that, um, it, some, sometimes the kind of like meta, let me try to fix what fans sometimes receive as a plot hole or a missed opportunity right. in the book. Sometimes they come off cross a little bit mm-hmm. too meta for me. But mm-hmm. I kind of liked that the audience's anger was sort of given to Sabe. Yes. Of like, what's happened? The, what's going on? We deserve answers. This There's is not, so much yeah. more to this. That really worked I for know. me. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's an excellent point that it was, she becomes a point of view at that point.
1: That's, yeah. Of so many yeah, fans yeah. of Padme going, yeah. what? <laughs> what? Yeah. I need more. Yeah. Um. All right. So, uh, mm-hmm. uh, that, I think that's my main list of stuff I liked. I could go on, but right, I don't yeah. know what's on your list. Uh,
3: you know, a lot of the same stuff, but one of the ones, you know, the fun little ones here is uh, R2-D2. So I guess I'd never correct, I don't know if you'd stop and thought about it, and I don't know if it's necessarily addressed in Attack of Clones. I haven't watched that in a couple months, but uh, in Phantom Menace, he, R2 is our Naboo Astromech, and he saves a day, and this little one's called R2-D2. Um, and then by the time Attack of Clones, you know, he's he's... Tolling around with the Jedi he's It's the R2 we think we know yeah. And this I, I never thought of like Well how did he get that Well, I, he, he showed up with Padme yeah. He showed up with Padme yeah,
1: he's Padme's droid And I love yeah.
3: it they refer to him It's it's not the R2 that we know in their eyes It's just this droid
1: that keeps uh, Hey this one,
3: this one seems to have a little different
1: Yeah and I like that <laughs> over the course of the up. book yeah. that, that Padme's always been in the back of my mind I was Like oh yeah that one saved us Can we he Get got us
3: the blue and white one. <laughs> yeah. We would
1: not have made it out of the blockade without mm-hmm. that one.
3: I loved that little uh, fun stuff like that yeah.
1: for me. And then I just really liked how she kept seeing that he, she kept mm. noticing R2. Yeah. Like, that's, I love yeah. that with that passage about like, when she was like, well, he, he, he's kind of good at defense. He can shock people. Right. I mean, it's not everything, but mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's backup. but I loved it when she was like, I've noticed when I haven't given him an assignment, mm-hmm. He scans and records everything. Yeah. So I'm going to go ask him what he recorded, you know, when these yeah. pirates attacked or whatever. Yeah. Uh, that was so great. And such a kind of good insight into R2's character where R2's almost just like this sort of like yeah. workaholic. Who's yeah, just like, yeah, that's a good I'm going to say. keep doing stuff.
3: I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Uh, <laughs> Love
1: all beyond. that.
3: I loved all the stuff with Mina Bonteri, uh, Mon Mothma. In Organa, but these two sides of, of these of interesting and great characters, and this ties a lot to the Clone Wars cartoon with Mina Bonteri, of course, and Lux, her son, um, which would then, I guess, ties to Battlefront 2 and Furnace. And to Sagrera, Gerrera uh, and Sa- R- R- Yeah, yeah um, I... I like seeing the opposite sides of these two politicians that that Padme would eventually grow to really respect, and I think they, in turn, her. Mm-hmm. You know, Mina Monteri is a, a mentor, but she's a separatist. And this play, it is kind of a "which side you're going to choose" type of thing. Yeah, but it's done in a very smart way. It isn't necessarily directly to me, at least Mina versus Mon. It's just like you know, we see the world in a different way, and we're not sure which way you're going to go. And I just and that that made me want to go back and watch those Clone Wars episodes with yeah. Padme because that kind of upsets Palpatine too. But also, we know there's an, you know we got someone Mina Bonteri's answering to someone. She got this dark, shadowy—I'm assuming—Dooku type of Ab- character. It's
1: absolutely, Sassy Dooku, Dooku in my mind—that guy because yep. the, the uh, deep baritone, deep commanding voice. Yeah, um, I loved all that stuff. Yeah, I loved it too. I, I admit it. I—I I, I wouldn't say I dislike it. Mm-hmm. It gave me, uh, it gave me a moment of reflection. Okay. So, in order to suss out what's going on with mm-hmm. Mina Bonteri. the fact that she's talking to Dooku, she's going to be a separatist. This book assumes a ton of knowledge. Mm. Yes. Like everything with Mina Bonteri, I don't think you would know unless you watched or read recaps of the Clone Wars. Correct. So uh, to me, it's just one of those, like, I'm okay with it because I like being this deep in the nerd bubble. Yeah. But there's a part of me that like, uh, I I, I don't dislike it. I just wonder about it. Of Mm -hmm. like, Th- th- you I can give Princess of Valderon to you know one of my nieces and, mm-hmm. and for the most part
0: they'll mm-hmm.
1: they'll be in it, but like what's going whatever's going on with Mina bonterra, you kinda need to know well, she's already being uh sort of seduced by Dooku mm-hmm. to be a separatist, yeah, and that's why she is doing all the things she's do that's why she is uh trying to see if Padme wants to be on her side then when Padme sides with Mon Mothma like, kind of rejects her, mm-hmm. and that's the deep voice guy she's talking to right.
3: It's 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 the question we've been asking since well 2014 right yeah. you know hey we got this big giant new world and a lot of it's connected we talk in Force center of the emotional canon which is strong through this oh yes the emotional canon is where we think you all listening should go and a lot of you already are on that journey with us don't worry about all the little check boxes they're <laughs> fun but it's it's the story and the emotions um, but yeah that's that, that's the old age old thing this is why a lot of it I don't speculate as much as I used to. On, um, do you think uh, the Mandalorian will be Tristan Ren from Rebels? No, I don't, because yeah. that that means you have to pull the audience in some way. Not that it's impossible, by the yeah. way, but it, it can create a little bit of that. I I I I couldn't have this Mina Bonteri conversation with every Star Wars fan.
1: Yeah, yeah, but it's which uh, but is fine. I loved it. I mean, yeah. and there's a lot of deep connection to stuff in the Clone Wars mm-hmm. and, and uh, celebrating lots of moments of. Mm-hmm. uh of just the prequel trilogy right down to yeah. dex's diner dex's diner uh yeah absolutely uh rush clovis yep oh yeah, yeah there's a lot going on with a old lot rush Clovis. Rush.
3: his unwanted uh, advances his yeah. assumed advances yeah
1: yeah uh how did that land for you the uh re- the the clovis misunderstanding it, or overstepping and being told firmly no. Yeah, uh,
3: it it read really well. It's very clear. It's yeah. very
1: very very
3: written, which is great. Very clear, very there. Uh, I don't know as much about Rush, you know, other than the Clone Wars. So it was, it was the first time I felt I really saw him, and you know, it, it, it was a good needed moment. This is the kind of I would love to have this book. I'm thinking of am well, thinking of my cousin's two young girls. Yeah, eleven and twelve. This book, over not just that moment, but this yeah. book overall is ones I would proudly put in their hands.
1: Right, right. In that moment, yeah. it is really, really great. And mm-hmm. honestly, it's been long enough since I've watched The Clone Wars. I, I know that it is implied that there has been some sort of, if not relationship, romantic tension between yeah. her and Rush Clovis. Because that's why Anakin gets so mad and punches yeah. him. <laughs> yeah, and does yeah a, it, yeah, yeah a lot of things. Yeah, a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, cause that Scipio story comes up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, his mm-hmm. connection there. I, uh, yeah. Uh, so they, that was really interesting to me. I, yeah. I don't remember off the top of my head, even being this deep into the nerd bubble, if this was EK Johnson's way of saying, this is all that relationship ever was mm, is right, right, right. a little bit of getting uh, emotionally closer, mm-hmm. Padme letting her, her walls down a little bit. And then Clovis 100% misunderstanding and overstepping and being told no. Right. Or you know, I, I got to go read Rush Clovis's uh, Wikipedia. Uh, <laughs> no, I do tab, yeah which I didn't didn't uh, have time to do. I, I think that's an interesting
3: question. I because uh,
1: I always kind of
3: thought, for lack of a I'll use the earthbound term, like I thought they had dated. Yeah. And maybe they do. Maybe yeah. she, maybe in the end, she you know things go a little different. She chooses a little different path, and they do. I always had the sense. So I. I but but that's interesting to see. Yeah, but it yeah. might
1: not be. It might just might not be, not be that this if you a- go listen to the actual lines, which yeah. it's clear that EK Johnston rewatched, re-listened, studied oh, every beat, every moment. Yeah. Uh, that maybe it's like, oh, this fits in. So that's uh, this yeah. is Anakin misunderstanding of like, uh, yeah. no, he overstepped once, and I told him no. That's yeah. all it is. Because that is one of the moments a lot of
3: people go to is Anakin really, really revealing himself. Because there's no lightsabers. There's this that is just raw anger.
1: Yeah. Sh- humanoid
3: emotion. Bad stuff. Fury, yeah.
1: And yeah. then the fact that he's just, he's attached to yeah. the banks. Yeah, yeah. In that oh, yeah, whole yeah. story. And yeah. that he is this weird orphan, human orphan, <laughs> who's <laughs> yeah. somehow been adopted by mm-hmm. uh, the, the moon people. Yeah. Uh, yeah, all fascinating stuff. Would you have more on your like in that list? Uh,
3: not, not. I'm trying to think. Not in terms of the connections. There's a lot of stuff there. I really, really enjoyed the handmaiden stuff again, and okay. particularly when the transition happens that she has to switch out her team and to go into some of the training. And that, like, I think it was Dorme or Corday who didn't pass the test initially. Yeah, and they have to come back. I, I think I would love a little bit more on in other material on The Handmaidens, too. I think yeah. it's fascinating. The fact that they have to take on a different name. Yes. And so uh, Sabe had, was it, uh, I mean, it's Sa- T-Sabin uh, yeah. or something. Yeah. So Sabin, I would Sabin, think. Sabin, yeah, like, there's yeah. A, a weird uh, Timothy's on T. Sabin, something. yeah. yeah. Uh, I love that. That that added a lot to those characters, which, you know, I understand why on screen we don't get them, but I think in Star Wars lore, The Handmaidens are pretty interesting and, and intriguing yeah and like this made me want a hasbro are you listening they're not <laughs> uh, a six inch black series line i'd pay 150 dollars for padme in the center and give me six other oh yeah give me all the handmaids like a 20th yeah. anniversary phantom menace or oh. attack the clones if we do it in a couple of years like i think give let's give the handmaidens some due here. yeah absolutely yeah. yeah that would be great from from Panaka's training uh, both Panaka's, uh, but I loved uh, Panaka's wife takes over, and I love that they were like, "Well, we can't call call her Captain Panaka, but she is." But
2: we, uh, you know,
3: we call him, and she's American. Yeah, yeah it's kind of funny, <laughs> and they're fine with it. They're yeah. fine with it. Uh, I, I really, I could read a lot more about the handmaidens because I'm also uh, I like obsessed with the Imperial Guards. Yeah, and what goes into that kind of specialized training, and you join Palpatine's team, and you're hearing things. Yeah, you're you're knowing things. Yeah, and they you're trust seen, you. You're
1: watching, yeah. Yeah, there. I
3: thought it was really fascinating.
1: Uh, how did you feel about the whole the the whole chapter on Alderon and specifically building up Padme's relationship between with Bale and Brea?
3: I I really liked it. A the stuff with Brea, we don't obviously don't have a lot on Brea. Uh, Princess of Alderon is our, is, I mean, there's a lot it's in the there.
1: Textbook on textbook, Brea right yeah. now. Yeah.
3: Uh, Madeline Rue's short story and from a certain point of view and now this. So hopefully we'll, we'll, you know when it's right we'll get to more Brea Brea stuff. I liked it. I liked it because Bale helped me through this. It, he wasn't like dismissive or anything, but he was curious.
1: Yeah. He, had he wasn't his guard immediate.
3: Up. He yes, he wasn't immediately Like oh cool, let me mentor you. Yeah. You know, we're going to end up helping for- form the rebellion in a way towards the end. And by- Bale, we see Bale as a hero, but he yeah.
1: is a political creature. And he's like, yeah. she is either going to be a star of the mm-hmm. Republic or super toxic because yeah. everybody's afraid of her when yes. she first comes in. So do I have
3: to be afraid of her? What's her deal? And I like that she doesn't, it's set up that she can't immediately trust him because he was suddenly there for this weird yeah. assassination attempt. And then I love, I love when he uncovers the switch, the switcheroo that he yeah. had sometimes hasn't been speaking to Padme, and I like yeah. that. I like, I like a lot. It, it, it was a realistic take on what probably would have happened.
1: Yeah, I think I liked it also just from a canon place of there are similarities between uh, Alderon and Naboo, and yes. kind of playing having that whole chapter to have uh, her and Brea discuss and kind of mm. compare and contrast that they're both relatively you know mm-hmm. peaceful planets. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a uh, you know uh, a celebration of art and right you know it's great to not just be like hand wavy about it but to have Padme go like I want to stand by this amazing Alderanian painting and discuss it with you like, yeah okay
3: well that stuff that that I think it's well definitely one chapter right a couple of ta- when she is on takes a little vacation to Alderaan mm-hmm. it's not lost on me it's not lost on you I'm sure as a fan that just this this bittersweet moment of knowing this is where your daughter's going to be raised and you're not going to be around for it Not only forget that the planet's going to be destroyed but just you're talking to the woman who's going to raise your daughter and not knowing it It, it, that pulled on my heartstrings a lot yeah it did and 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 like if she had known she would have been like oh that works yeah i'm sad i gotta go but yeah Uh, yeah.
1: i mean i think that I, i think about that a lot that in this this book did some really great work on it that in *Revenge of the Sith*, obviously, it's it's fast; it's wrapping things up. Where yeah. Bale just says, "Like, oh, my wife and I have always talked about adopting a daughter, yeah. you know," and to build that bond between Bail mm-hmm. uh, and Brea and Padme, and you're like it's not just any daughter; yeah, it's it's Padme's daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they set up that they talk about having; they're concerned about lineage, but they're not sure about having a child.
3: Right, 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 right. Was
1: was that too much for you? Was that too on the nose?
3: It could have... If if you're cynical, if you're reading this and you're a little cynical, you might be. This isn't... uh, This isn't Panaka and the ion pulse weapon kind of connections. This is... This is very on the nose, but... This it, it's that's not a small detail. Yeah, it's Princess Leia. Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, and and I, I I liked all of it there. I yeah. me- immediately kind of know what she's going for, and uh, the writer E K Johnston, yeah. and uh, I I really did like it. it. It's it's one of those worth reading again chapters and sections. Yeah,
1: it gives Bray agency that to know for a long time that, that she and Bale have been discussing this and thinking about this and brea mm. wants it, so it's not just like Bale's like, ah, I'm yeah. on Polis Masa and I'm just deciding for us. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, any anything else? Was there, was there stuff that didn't work for you or you weren't sure about or questioned?
3: No, there wasn't a lot there. Uh, it was... The the victory of the book is that it sometimes it's just... It's not what I expected. And at times, I mean, there was... In the middle of it, I was like, okay, is... Is, is there going to be some catastrophe or need to know and everything? No, and it, and it stayed its course. That might put off some people. This is a little bit of a different than the Star Wars mm-hmm. You know, Phasma might be the, by Delilah S. Dawson, might be the most different uh, Legends of Luke Skywalker is too. <laughs> but in terms of just straight-ahead narrative, yeah. the Phasma one is really, really different, and you either grow to like it or you don't. This one, I could see someone saying, "Ah, give me some space pirates attacking her through the entire book. I don't think you need it. I'm glad E.K. Johnston did it. She wrote the story she wanted to tell, and it's fascinating. I didn't have a problem with it. I, I would. Uh, I wonder if other people might, if yeah. that makes sense.
1: I would have had a problem with it if that last, that uh, sort of, it's broken up into lots of different sections, but I'll, I'll just use movie terminology to say Act 3. Act yeah. 3 had stakes yes. of Padme wanting to prove that, yes, I can use my ability in the Senate. Hmm. I can physically deliver relief to a planet. Yeah. You know, and the stakes felt high of like, let's make this happen, including yeah. uh, the pirate fight where she was defended by uh, Deepa Palaba, which was awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Talk about fun little connections. Yeah, yeah. Tons of great connections. Um, So I think I it, it's not a thing I disliked. It was a thing that stuck in my brain mm-hmm. after this entire book of Padme figuring out who she wants to be and how much she's going to let people in. Mm -hmm. And this whole amazing system that she has with her handmaidens. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the book to go like, I think it's Mon Mothma who suggests like, you know, it would help you more if you had a a representative to assist you. And she's like, Mm -hmm. I think I know just the person like, okay, great Jar Jar set up. But then like, I want that sequel of like (laughs) how much (laughs) of this elaborate world filled with highly competent people (laughs) who handle Secrets and literal physical objects and quick changes and all of these things with you know Jar Jar. I mean, it's it's funny, but obviously she does let him in. We see the Clone Wars episodes; they're working together, and yeah. he's still Jar Jar. He still knocks crap over.
3: Yeah, and uh, by beginning to of the of Clones, he is there. He it's is there.
1: A. Yeah, so Look. that that relationship worked out. Look, here's the thing: I think as
3: as a as a as a four center brand, I think we generally find <laughs> ourselves to be pretty positive about Jar Jar, yeah. even though we're aware and have our own little, uh, issues at times. Um, I have a lot of sympathy and empathy in my heart for Jar Jar. And I think Padme does too. Yeah. And, uh, this is her way of saying, let me try to help someone.
1: Yeah. yeah. So I wonder if it really is that like Jar Jar, this, this is a really complex world I'm bringing you yeah. into. Here's here's, here's what I want you to know now. And, uh, it, respect that I have this other relationship with the handmaidens, and you're yeah. not going to be a part of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or Don't blow it, or does do you know? Does Jar Jar have Gungan uh, handmaidens, hand hand, hand- Gungans? Uh, however attendance. you want to say it, um, attendance. Yeah, yeah I can so see. We, go, good idea. You can see Jar
3: Jar at a very important meeting, and uh, uh, Padme's yeah. there, but it's a handmaiden. Jar Jar going. Misa thinking it's a talking to Sabe. Uh, Dorme. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or Corday was the one who took over kind of the main role. Yeah. The best. Oh, I I I, I, I loved uh, that they, you know, well Sabe was the best at getting the voice. Corday was the best at getting the voice, and they had this kind of like I almost yeah. imagine I imagined Saturday night live auditions <laughs> with Panaka, like, all right, do your best Padme now. Go, oh, yeah. bring a monologue. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, but the judge sides. it's great. And yes, um it does. I understand what you mean. It does feel not not out of character by any means, but it just. I think it ties directly into Padme's heart. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. We go through all this technical stuff, and then ah, bring in the bumbling Gungan.
1: Yeah, it, it just me made me anymore. want to to know, you know, because I think EK Johnson did a great job of like really like I'm going to make all of all of this make sense yeah. and feel organic. And there's it, a part of me that's just like, let's see that next step, because I believe that that uh, that you could. <laughs>
3: Jar Jar Jar's first day at the office. A short story.
1: (laughs) Jar Jar's no good first day in the Galactic Republic. Um, So another thing that I questioned, and I want to be sure to be able to to talk a little bit about the ending, because there's so much going on there, of the book. Um, So I love that Sabe's angry. Yeah. That she doesn't buy what happened to Padme. Mm -hmm. But it also made me think of like, okay, well, Bale is clearly... Uh, reporting that she died. Mm -hmm. But he also set up that whole funeral to fake to the entire galaxy that she is still pregnant. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting to me of like, how did Bale pull that off without the help of the handmaidens? Like after reading the whole book, Mm -hmm. it made sense to me like, and I guess it's Sabe who doesn't know, but the other handmaidens don't too. Like clearly Bale got some help from someone, maybe the family.
3: Yeah, that's an interesting theory. I love this kind of theory. Yeah, because the... By the end of Revenge of the Sith, uh, and even maybe mostly by Revenge of the Sith, but by the end of Revenge of the Sith, the handmaids aren't factoring in, right? Padme's running off, doing her own thing. Sabe, you know, you get the sense that she's on some assignment all these years, all this kind of good stuff. But yeah, yeah, Um, makes me want more, much like we want the Jarger story. Is is how close had Bale become with Padme at this time? We see a lot in the Clone Wars, obviously. It is fascinating. Because the handmaidens would know if they were around, right? Yeah, maybe, maybe some of them are. Sabe yeah.
1: isn't. Yeah, maybe maybe he did get yeah. get help, but uh, yeah. I, I think it's a much better dramatic choice to have Sabe looking at it from the outside. Oh, it's it's great. It's and going, uh, how could this? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. What do you feel? What was your take when what is happening on the end? There was you know, Sabe is uh, upset, doesn't buy it that she just died, uh, and then she finds out she has a message from Bale. Do you think? What do you, what all do you think Bale is telling her in your, your headcanon?
3: I, I don't think he can blow the cover. I don't think he, he is going to, I don't know. I, but I, I wonder too, sometimes that's, it's not that it needs a sequel, but like Obi-Wan's gone, Yoda's gone, Bale needs new allies. Yeah. Yes, we know we got, now it's going more political. He's got Mothma. Now they're going to work on forming a rebellion. But Bail, we got Fulcrum, right? Let's go to, let's go to Star Wars Rebels. Yeah, I think it's possible that, that she could go that route.
1: That Sabe was a Fulcrum? Fulcrum or yeah. something like that. That's what I really took from it. I thought that, that he's not going to risk mm-hmm. Leia. Right. Uh, yeah. Maybe. Uh, maybe. But I, I right. took it more as like, here's what really happened. Palpatine mm-hmm. took over the government from yeah inside you know mm-hmm. the jedi were not traitors um right but more than anything it felt to me like a kickoff for S- sabe being a part of the rebellion yeah uh, absolutely absolutely and a great
3: point, uh, and a great thing that could easily be overlooked but yes i think uh, uh there's several fulcrums in play here and yeah. that's exciting to me like if, if star wars rebels was still going to be yeah. like i would be Responsibly, un- unresponsibly, irresponsibly speculating, I should say. Um, uh, Sabe is going to show up in season five of Rebels.
1: Yeah, uh, that would be pretty amazing.
3: But it's it, but it, 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 oh gosh, then it gets really silly because all right, you know, do you do you put Keira Knightley in the I was, cast? I was going to say is
1: that th- I think this is like just low key a pitch for a Keira Knightley Sabe Disney Plus streaming show.
3: I you know, at the very least, yeah, the very least. I think she should have her own spotlight, but at the very least, Cassian Andor oh, is yeah. told to go get some information from this person. Oh,
1: absolutely, <laughs> from Kira Knightley, Sabe. Yeah, and people who are not fully in the nerd bubble will just be yeah. like, what? what? Why is Kira Knightley? <laughs> uh those those are all my big thoughts. Do you have any
3: others? No, we touched upon a lot of the same stuff. Their overall feeling though is just like, man, this is this is on my list now of essential suggested reading for a certain kind of star wars fan. And I yeah. think it could be a, a, that's a wide range and it's not a very specific thing, but like we get asked a lot here. Hey, uh, you know, okay, Joseph, what should be, what book should I start with? Yeah, so go to like lost star or something that goes big and sweeping. Yeah. But it, if you're a star wars fan that grew up influenced by Padme, that felt a little short change by Padme yeah. that wanted more or just wants to learn more about this fascinating character, um this is, this is something you absolutely will need. And the time period of, of, of uh, Phantom Menace Attack Clones is, a, is an interesting, unmined world. This is one of our first big canon dives into it.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it really established a lot uh, of just kind of general timeline of exactly, yeah. you know, how early all these uh, machinations for the, the Clone Wars are going mm-hmm. on and all sorts of great stuff. Um, yeah, I, I, I really loved it uh, across... The, the whole story because it was always interesting what's going on with Padme and then all these great uh, uh, canon ideas and I loved that it went up to her death
3: mm-hmm.
1: and I yeah. it, it, was, it was a way to kind of set us off on a springboard of well this is her legacy and yeah. she matters and you know yep. Sabe is continuing and her death mattered and I think that list of all of the uh, motions that she was working on Yes, that she was still working on the uh, the anti slavery hyperlane control, which is like mm-hmm. I'm still not happy about yeah. what happened, <laughs> happened to in Naboo yeah. all these years later in clone personhood. Yes, yes, yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, so it, Fives
3: it, would be happy. Yeah,
1: yeah. It just it, it was it was a surprise. Like by coming to her funeral, mm-hmm. by coming to her end, it was a way to sort of celebrate what a hero she was in mm-hmm. some forward movement. Padme
3: is is not just the mother of Luke and Leia yeah. and the wife of Anakin. She is those things as well. Yeah. But this there is a legacy in Star Wars to this character yeah. in and out of the galaxy. Absolutely. Love it. That is our review of E.K. Johnston's Queen's Shadow. We uh, highly recommend it. We will give it, 10 out of 10 handmaidens. <laughs>
1: That's right. <laughs> and one clumsy Gungan.
3: <laughs> and one clumsy Gungan. Uh, we thank you all for listening here 4Center. You know where to find us on Twitter, 4 Pod. Use the hashtag 4Center. Join that conversation. We're on Facebook as well. Uh, we I- Instagram, too. I don't talk about it as much, but I'm starting to put the stories up there. We're getting the Instagram stories, kids. YouTube, uh, go catch our animated databank brawl there. We are on Patreon as well, Joseph.
1: Yeah, that is right. Patreon.com slash 4Center. Uh, We added a bunch of new goals, new rewards. Uh, We recently unlocked doing another movie commentary. So we'll be doing a commentary of a new hope. And we're very close to unlocking our next goal, which is new Theme music for Star Wars ranked, so go check that out if you're interested in helping us out.
3: Absolutely, I've been ranking without some good music for a long <laughs> time, so we're going to dive into that. Check that out there. Uh, and as far as book reviews, yeah, we Claudia Gray's uh, Master and Apprentice, I'm sure we are counting down the days for that one. Oh, yeah, we're a lot more to come. We love doing these here. Uh, as always, you can follow us at our personal uh, uh, sites and adventures at Ken Napsock at KenNapsock.com. Uh, my book, Why We Love Star Wars, is available for pre order on Amazon, and Joseph Scrimshaw's always got a lot of great things going on
1: yeah you can find me on twitter and instagram is at joseph scrimshaw and for all my other comedy and life adventures got information on my website at joseph
3: absolutely that is that we'll see you next time and we'll probably if you're listening now uh, we'll see you in star wars celebration all right